Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to another week of License to Adult with me, your shit-faced host, Shari Goody. To kick us off today, I have an exciting announcement that I want to share with all of you guys. The podcast has officially reached 500 listeners. Guys, thank you so much. I'm so fucking grateful. Considering when I started out, I think I had little over 100. To get to 500 in such a short space of time is just absolutely phenomenal. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Please, please, please share with your friends, review, rate, drown out the haters, Follow me on the gram because I know you're not all following me, so please go and do that. Fucking plug, plug, plug. In this episode, I want to give you guys my point of view on why being the single is the absolute fucking best thing that you can do for yourself in your 20s. Because I am, as you all know, fresh out of a relationship. It's been approximately three months now. And I think in your 20s, you're still figuring out a lot of things, what you want to do with your life, who you are, so on and so forth. So I'm just going to come in from my perspective and yeah, I'm going to talk about, I guess, the perks of being single, reasons why not to stay in a relationship. And then lastly, why you need to change your mindset if you're someone who's single and you quote unquote hate it. But first of all, guys, of course, let's get into the week that was. Bartender? Bartender? So I guess not too much happening the past week, but... I did go to a drum and bass pool party event in Scarborough, Perth, which was so much fucking fun, I must say. As somebody who does not have a pool, it was honestly such a vibe to just go get drunk with a few mates, drink around the pool, listen to some quality drum and bass. It really was a top event. The only downfall of it was that it started at midday, which means I pretty much woke up, had brekkie and started drinking which I have not done in a hot minute. So that was a little bit rough, but nonetheless, it was worth it because the sun was out and it was a beautiful fucking day. Now, as you guys can probably guess, you know, I'm single. I'm living my best life. I did hook up with a fine ass man, I might say. And you know what? It's actually really funny. I've had a few wines and I always don't know how much I'm going to share with you guys until I got on this mic. I'm like, no, I'm not going to share that because There's a fine line, I think, between oversharing, but I've probably already crossed that. So fuck it. I hooked up with this really hot guy and it was a vibe. But the guy I went on a date with was there and me and my best mate who I went with, who I've been friends with for 11 years, shout out to you, doll. We kind of realized (laughs) that we need to not date people in the drum and bass circle because whenever you go to these events, they're always there because it is kind of like a smaller-ish community. So you, you always run into the same people. So that was a little awkward, but it just kind of established for me that I really am not in a space, headspace, whatever, to be seriously dating anyone. So you guys can put two and two together and kind of figure out how that ended. But basically, towards the end of the night, it finished at 6pm, which is pretty early, and quite a few friends of mine were kicking on to another drum and bass moment, which started at like 1030 And we made friends with these randoms in Scarborough and we ended up going back to their house and it was really cool because one of the guys was like a performer. So he twirls like lights and fire and shit. So we were getting like a little performance at the house. So that was absolutely quality, but they were all like continued on drinking. And I'm like, I haven't had lunch. I haven't drunk any water since like 11 a.m. I've been in the sun all day drinking, listening to drum and bass. Like I have a headache. I'm cooked. Like I'm just done. And, you know, I had a few 
offers floating around, I guess you could say. But I was just like, you know what? I just want to go home, get my fucking PJs on, take my makeup off, cook a fucking fat pizza and watch Fifty Shades Grey. Like, can anyone else relate to this? I was just done. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not as young as I used to be people. I was like thought about it and I was like, I'm going to have to go home, shower, redo my makeup. Like, there's just fucking no way that's happening. So yeah, that was a very fun night, I must say. But besides that, guys, pretty much fuck all happening. All right, moving on to my one and only favorite segment, story time. I love you. So I thought to stay en route with this week's topic and week that was, I would give you guys a dating disaster story that I went on. And I can guarantee you've heard nothing like this before. So sit the fuck down, strap the fuck up, because this one is a wild ride. First of all, I know that I don't normally disclose names, but this guy is tapped in the head. And I think anyone that fucking dates him should be wary. So you know what? Sue me. I'm just going to say his name. I don't fucking care. And you guys like, I can't not say his name because it's just going to make the story. So I was out one night and basically met this guy and his name, I shit you not, drum roll please, James Bond. Yep, you heard that right. James fucking Bond. Right? So instantly I was like, that's sick. I was like, fuck, my name would be Mrs. Bond. Not bad, not bad. Anyway, cut a long story short, we hit it off and he asked me on a date. So I said yes and we went to Mini Papa in the city. Just bear in mind, this is also like a hot minute ago. I'm talking three and a half, four years ago, maybe longer. I don't even know. But he took me for mini putt-putt. We went and did that. That was cute and whatever. And then he's like, oh, let's go for dinner. Like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I'm easy. Like, we can just go for burgers or something casual. Because I was in like, you know, denim shorts and a tank and like sneakers because we were on like a casual date. And he goes, oh, I know a place. Get in. So we rock up at the Crown and he ends up taking me to the rock pool, which Anyone not familiar with, it's just like a really classy, expensive, you know, upper class restaurant. And yeah, I just felt really uncomfortable because I was in casual wear. If I had known that we were going out for a fancy dinner, obviously I would have gotten dressed up for the occasion. So I was like, okay, this is weird, but you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, I come here all the time. I'm like, okay, do you? Way to blow smoke up your own ass. But anyway... I thought it was a little weird and he was a little weird as well. But I was like, you know what? We're going to look past it. He's been nice. So, you know, whatever. So we had that date and then he asked me on another one. The next one, he asked me to go watch the footy with him. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the footy. I kind of am now, but back then I absolutely was not. But, you know, a guy offers to take you to the footy for free. Drinks a day out. Why not? I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, oh, I've just got to do some work first. And he worked for a... Uh, telephone company, let's say. And he was like, do you mind? And I was like, oh, I guess not. If you've got to do a bit of work before the game, then like, that's fine. Anyway, we get there and he was doing the kind of work that you're basically going up to random people out the front of the stadium and asking them to sign up to something. And he basically bring me into the little caravan thingy that they had set up there. And he's like, oh, can we get involved and I'm like oh no 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 like I'm good thank you like I'm quite comfortable watching like bitch I work five days a fucking week I ain't coming on my weekend to work for you for free like it ain't happening anyway basically fucking peer pressure me into it and back before I had the guts to stand up for myself and tell him to fuck right off I somehow ended up with a clipboard going around to random people 
asking them to sign up for something that I didn't even know what it was. And he's like, you're doing great. You know, I really like outgoing girls that can just take on any task and like blah, 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 blah. So here's me trying to be his little perfect fucking mold. And I was so fucking uncomfortable. I'm pretty sure I ended up walking away and having like a fucking anxiety attack because I like seriously feel for anyone that does those kind of jobs because the amount of rejection you get is just insane. So that happened. And finally, we went in and watched the game and I don't even know how to describe it. There was just something about this guy just was very uncomfortable. But don't ask me how, but somehow I just looked past it. So then he asked me on another date, right? And he goes, let's do an overnight date in the city because this event's in the city. So we might as well stay in the city. And I was like, oh, I'm not really sure how I'm feeling at this point. But, you know, a night away in a nice bougie hotel, like okay, like let's, you know, give it a go. We rock up to the hotel. Let me first mention that this man is recently divorced. I don't know if he was actually divorced at this moment in time or just going through the separation process, but nonetheless, he was married and he was no longer with her. We rocked up to check in and they go, your room is ready, Mr. and Mrs. Bond. (laughs) And I was like, cunt, what? And um, he's like, oh, shh, like just go along with it. And they're like, oh, right this way, Mrs. Bond like led me into the fucking elevator and took us up to this bougie fucking room. Anyway, walked in and there was like rose petals all over the bed. There's like a bottle of champagne, like all this stuff. And, you know, there was half of me that was obviously impressed. And then there was half of me that was weirded out at the fact that they'd call me Mrs. Bond, right? Because he's married technically. So they leave and I said to him, what the fuck was all that about? And he goes, oh, I told them it was our one year wedding anniversary. I was like, okay, weird, considering you actually are, you know, married. Like, why would you do that? And he's like, oh, because I knew, like, we'd get free champagne and they'd, like, spruce the room up really nice and, like, I wanted to make it special. And I was like, okay, I guess that's fine. You know, we'll look past that. So we go to this event and we're drinking all day, back when I drank vodka, and then we're drinking all night. And then, you know, we go back to the room and whatever and nothing happens because – wasn't feeling it too drunk whatever woke up the next day and I was like oh I better pack up to leave blah 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 and he's like oh I booked just one more night like didn't even ask me about it guys like didn't even ask me and like I felt fucking trapped like all my shit was there he was just like yep I booked just one more night and you know it's not like we had any time apart and considering this was only my third date with the guy like I wasn't really comfortable like being like complete self around him yet so I was already like at my maximum comfort level So, you know, we go out for lunch, we go drinking all day, same kind of thing. We get back to the hotel room and I have the biggest fucking headache, right? And I'm like, I just like, do you have any Panadol? And he's like, yeah, yeah, take three of these. I was like, three? He goes, yeah, yeah, just take them. So I took them and then I shit you not within, I don't even know, like maybe an hour, I felt so incredibly sick. And I was just like, what did you give me? Like, was that Panadol? And he goes, oh no, it was Tremadol. Tremadol, people. I'd been drinking all day. And this cunt gave me Tremadol. Fucking what? Then he tried to take advantage of me and I was like literally ran to the toilet and was yakking all night. It was so bad. And he's just like, hey, okay. And I'm like, cunt, you fed me Tremadol. And I've had like three quarters of a bottle of vodka. Like, no, I'm not okay. Anyway, I was pretty much dying. And then the next day he gets up and he's like, oh, like, well, it's Monday because we stayed like Saturday, Sunday night. And he's like, oh, I've got to go to work. Are you going to be all right? Am I going to be all right? Like, look at me. I should have just stayed there another night and put it on his fucking card. But anyway, he left for work. 
and I somehow got my shit together and called myself an Uber and I'm in the back of this Uber lying down puking and I'm just like to him, I'm just so sick, just take me home. I get home, I'm sick for 48 hours. Literally, this man drugged me like it was fucked and I was meant to go get a new car that day and I couldn't tell my dad what had happened, obviously. I was only like fucking 20. Anyway, and then he messaged me that night to ask how I was and I had told my brother at this point because he could tell something was up and my brother's like, if you need me to deal with him, I will. And I was like, no, it's fine. I'm just going to tell him. Anyway, so I obviously gave him a piece of my mind and I just look back at it now and I'm just like, what the fuck was I thinking? What the fuck? If that happened to me now, I would just be like, I'm uncomfortable, got to go. So yeah, that's my uh, wild fucking dating disaster. Nonetheless, let's get the fuck into the actual episode. This one is called Why You're Better Off Being Single. Okay, first of all, I'd like to preface this by saying that if you are in a happy, healthy and fulfilling relationship, then that is obviously fucking amazing. And I am absolutely not hating on you whatsoever, but I'm just saying that if that's not you and you're single, then don't look at it as a bad thing. We're going to look at it as a blessing and I'm going to tell you exactly why. If you're not with your person or you have not met your person, do not stress because To all my single people, I think that sometimes there's a rather negative connotation, I guess, around being single. It's like when you tell someone that you're single and they're like, oh, poor you, like you haven't found anyone, are you dating? It's like, mate, poor you, like you've got to consider somebody else's feelings every day. Like, let's just change that mentality a little bit. I'm going to tell you guys why it's so good being single and why you need to embrace this part of your life. Because if you do get into a monogamous relationship, that is it. You are with that person for life, which is great. But like for life, people, that is a very long time. So you take your sweet ass time being single. So I've broken it down into my top five perks of being single. And just to reiterate, guys, these are based off my personal experience being on off single many a time over the years and what I think are the main perks of being single. So let's get into it anyway. The first one is You have the freedom to prioritize yourself. Obviously, when you're not in a relationship, you don't have to worry about anyone else and you don't have to divide your time up to try and fit them into your life and your schedule. So you have so much freedom to just work on yourself and it is the best time to work on your mental health, to work on your self-worth because you're not dealing with perhaps feelings of jealousy. I think sometimes as well, people get very anxious in relationships just naturally considering or worrying about the other person so you can just kind of release all of that and know that you can just do what makes like you happy what fulfills your time so you have just total and utter control over what you want to do with yourself I guess so guys you're never going to have that again so just fucking embrace it honestly the second one is that you are more open to life's opportunities I'm sorry but this is just a fucking fact so deal with it Because you have no strings attached. When you're in a relationship, you have to consider the other person in every major life move, you know, if you're a good fucking partner. For instance, I, in previous relationship, wanted to go on a Kentucky, wanted to go by myself as like a building block for myself, but wouldn't want him to go by himself, you know what I mean? So like there's that double standard. So I'm like, I'm not going to go because 
I would be sad if you went by yourself because it's like, why do you not want me to come? You know, wouldn't you want to spend that time with me, travel with me, blah, 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 blah. And it just shows the different stages in life that you may be at with somebody. But when you consider something like that, traveling or moving cities, you have to ask, you know, you have to consider that other person and say, hey, I want to do this major life change or this opportunities come up. You know, what do you think of it? You have to take them into consideration. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying when you're single, you don't have that to stress about. So if you get a new job in fucking Toronto tomorrow, which I mean, nobody wants to go to fucking America at the moment with COVID, but you know, let's say you do, you have the opportunity to just sit down and go, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that. You don't have to consider anyone else. So that's what I mean when I say you're more open to whatever life kind of throws at you. The third one is you get to do whatever makes you happy. Any activity you want to do, you want to start a new hobby, like travel, you want to do whatever, like you can just do whatever makes you happy. When you're in a relationship, you always have to compromise. It's just a natural part of being in a relationship, right? But nah, when you're single, you don't have to think about anyone else. You just do whatever makes you happy. If it makes you happy going out, hooking up with five guys, then fucking do it. If it makes you happy just sitting at home, fucking watching Netflix, eating chocolate, then you go do that. Like just do whatever makes you happy because you don't have to consider anyone else. You don't have to do shit because somebody else wants to do it and you feel obliged. Like fuck that shit. Do you. The fourth one is you have more time for personal achievements. This is a big one. People always say to me they save more when they're single. I don't know about you guys, but that ain't true for me because when I'm single, I'm buying new outfits, I'm going out on the weekends, like I'm getting shit-faced, I'm getting turned, like I'm, you know, doing new things, hobbies, whatever, like I'm definitely spending more money. But, you know, maybe that's a girl thing as well because the guy always, in my experience anyway, tends to shout a bit more of like, you know, the nice students out and so on and so forth. So, I don't know, maybe for you, you're saving more money and that's fucking great. But when I say personal achievements, I mean things like getting fit. You see it so many times. Somebody goes through a breakup and they go back to the gym, which is great because one, it's fulfilling your time. Two, exercise releases endorphins and it makes you feel good about yourself. It's improving your self-worth and your um, mental health. It's just great all around. So you can go and get fit and hit that fitness goal that you've been trying to hit for ages and not been getting anywhere. You can progress in your career. You've got more time for study or career right? Because you don't have to factor in somebody else around all of that. So you got all this time, you can start a new fucking side business, a side hobby. You can study while you're working. Like you can do all these things and you've got more time to do it. So you're more likely to achieve it. At the end of the day, you just need to fully back yourself, set goals and just fucking go for them. The fifth and final one is you can figure out what the fuck you want. What do you want? Not anyone else. Not what do they want? What do you want? Because kind of off the back of what I said before, you've really got to consider somebody else when you're in a relationship. But when you're single, you don't have to think about any other shit. You know, often I think when people are in relationships, they don't really sit down and think, wait, what do I want? Am I just going along with this because it's what they want? Are my thoughts and feelings or judgments being clouded by the situation that I'm in with this person. I think it's not until you see when people step away that they go through change and what they want out of life 
you know, adjust with that because they actually have the time and the mental capacity to sit down and think, hey, you know, I've always considered somebody else. I've always had to think about them in every kind of decision I've made. So now I can just sit down and go, what do I want? It's also a great time to set, you know, mental or physical checklist about what you want in a partner. So many people end up settling. And I think that if you set out a list clear in your head, and I'm not saying like, you know, they've got to be six foot six. They've got to have brown hair with blonde tips. They've got to have green eyes. Like I'm not saying that kind of fucking list. I'm saying like, I want somebody who is adventurous, who treats me well, who is driven, who is affectionate. Like, you know, you've got to think about the kind of qualities that you want in somebody else. So that's a good time to figure out that as well. And obviously you can do that through dating as well. You find out what you do and don't like and yeah. The next bit I wanted to get into off the back of that is reasons to not stay in a relationship. So I kind of want to debunk some of the reasonings why you may be staying in a relationship that you deep down don't necessarily feel is right. This was, I guess, kind of the situation I was in and I'm not going to speak too much to it, but I was with um, an amazing person, but just deep down felt like something something just wasn't quite right. Something was just a little bit off. And now that I made that decision and I'm single, of course I miss that person because that person was an important person in my life and they added value. But I've created value in other areas of my life and through other relationships. All right, so the first reason to not stay in a relationship is you're afraid to be alone. This is such a big one for so many people and we need to address it. You can be alone without being lonely. Do you understand what I mean? So you can be alone, quote unquote, single, but you can fill your time with other people and other activities so that you're fulfilled, your days are fulfilled and you don't end up feeling lonely. Whereas if you are single and you don't fill your days or you don't make time and effort towards filling that space that once was occupied by somebody else, then of course you're going to end up feeling lonely. Like if you sit at home every night doing nothing, watching Netflix, not socializing, not doing any new hobbies, working, going home, working, going home, then of course you're going to fucking feel lonely. It's all about what you do. You decide how you want to approach this stage of your life. Also, you need to think about this. If you're afraid to be alone, you're saying that you don't enjoy your own company. So if you don't enjoy your own company, how the fuck can you expect others to enjoy it? Think about that. If you don't even like sitting with yourself for a night, a week, a month, whatever, if you don't even like your own company, you can't entertain yourself or whatever, then how the fuck would you expect other people to like it? It's completely redundant. So you need to get comfortable being alone and sitting with yourself and start enjoying you. Start enjoying everything about you. And then once you reach that place, you know, it's going to be a bonus for whoever you meet and yourself because you're not going to rely on them as much and you're probably going to be better company for them. The next reason I have is that you don't think you'll find anyone else. Guys, there are 7.6 billion people on this planet. You will find someone else. I know it may not feel like it right now, but you will. Okay. Once you open yourself up to that, you will. 
I'm sorry, but I don't believe in soulmates. 7.6 billion people and you think there is just one person out there made for you and they happen to live in your country, in your city, in your fucking suburb. Like, shut the fuck up. That is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And, you know, I'm fucking, I'm, I'll raise my hand up and say this was absolutely me. I was like, I'm not going to find anyone else because I was shut off to the idea mentally, right? And when I'm in a relationship, I'm very loyal. So I didn't, wasn't even looking at other people or considering talking to anyone or anything like that. But you need to look past that because once you open yourself up to that opportunity, the floodgates open, trust me. I now have many other people I talk to and I absolutely did not anticipate that. But once you open yourself up to the possibilities, then it happens. So if you're with someone because you're like, I'm not going to find anyone that's going to put up with me, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, shut up. That is absolutely not a valid reason. And you're actually doing a disservice to the person you're with if that's one of your reasons. The next one I want to talk about is you don't want to lose their family and friends. So I can understand how this is a tough one. Say you've been with a partner for a very long time. You've become very close with their family and friends and they pretty much feel like your family and your friends. When you break off a relationship, nine times out of 10, you're also breaking off your relationship with their family and friends. And it's absolutely difficult for sure. And especially if you're somebody who doesn't have a a large family or friend group existing in your own life, and then you then have to cut off that group from your loved one, then it is extremely difficult again. But we're going to circle back here and say that if you're more afraid about losing that significant other's family and friends and you are that significant other, then you need to just take a serious look in the mirror. Move on. All right, guys, the next one is you don't know what you're going to fill your time with. This is a huge one. I think when you're in a relationship and you're texting that person every day, you're perhaps having phone calls with that person every day, you're spending half your week with them, perhaps you're spending your whole weekend with them, It's hard to sit down and contemplate if I'm no longer with this person, what the fuck am I going to do with all my time? Because that person has filled that space in your life for so long. It's hard to imagine what you're going to do with all that time on your hands. But again, guys, like you just, you need to open your mind up. You know, when I got out of my relationship, I absolutely had my time to be sad and miserable. and uh, But then I got back into my fitness. I mean, I've always been into my fitness, but I got a lot more into it. Started roller skating. I started spending more time with my friends. I started reaching out to old friends and getting in touch with them. I started this podcast. I started managing a few social media accounts. Like you just need to find shit to fill that time. And then before you know it, you are going to think, how the fuck did I even have time for that person to begin with? Like that's literally where I'm at right now. Like I don't see anyone on the weeknights. And if I do, I'm cooked because... I get up, I get up at 5.30, I go to the gym, I work all day, you know, fucking nine to five office job. Then I come home, make lunch for the week, dinner, whatever, do my chores, work on my podcast, work on my social medias, you know, watch a bit of TV, blah, 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 blah. Then by the time it gets to my weekends, I usually have events on or I'm catching up with friends and I just look back to it now and I'm just like, I don't have time for a man right now. Like I honestly don't know where I'd squeeze him in, to be honest, doll. So don't stress about that. You just need to make the effort to fill that time, like find hobbies, hang out with your friends more, make new friends. Like you will honestly be surprised at how easy it is to fill that time. 
The next reason to not stay in a fucking relationship is all your friends are in relationships or perhaps you don't have any friends. My two close girlfriends are in long-term relationships and I hang out with them all the time and I hang out with their boyfriends as well and they always make time for me and they never make me feel like a third wheel ever. I even remember even when I had a boyfriend, I actually went to a festival with one of my close girlfriends, Lauren and her partner, like just us three. And I honestly felt like I was just there with two friends. They did not make me feel like a third wheel at all. So if you don't have friends like that, then goodbye. Like, honestly, fuck that shit because there's nothing worse. And this happened to me the other weekend where you go out with a couple and they are just all over each other. And like this couple wasn't even in the honeymoon phase. They've been dating for a hot minute, like a hot minute. And it's just extremely off-putting and extremely awkward for everyone else. Now, I'm not a hater of PDA. I fucking love PDA. Definitely have a kiss, have a dance, have a this, have a that. But not the whole night, not constantly, not in front of the group and not like just so disturbing and in your face. It's just too much. So if, you know, if you've got friends like that, maybe try and raise it with them. Otherwise, I suggest you make yourself some new friends and you can go back and listen to my Friends Are Forever or Not whatever episode on that. But yeah, not a reason to stay in a relationship. Just go find some new friends, honestly. The very last reason for not staying in a relationship is that you don't want to go through the breakup. Something that somebody told me, if you could break up with someone right now and skip all the pain and hurt that comes along for both you and them with it, would you do it? If you could just skip to the bit where you're amicable and you're, you know, you've moved on with your life and whatnot, would you do it? And if the answer is yes, then what's holding you back is the actual breakup itself, going through that traumatic experience, because it is traumatic. Like I had a fucking panic attack when I was doing it because it's fucked. Like no one ever wants to break up with someone. Nobody wants to hurt someone intentionally. And if you do, then you're a fucking sociopath. But you just have to look a bit deep down. If you feel like something is not right and you're staying with them because you're afraid to do it or whatnot, I put off doing it for, for a long time because... You know, part of me didn't want to, I guess, come to terms with the fact that it maybe wasn't right for me. And then another half of me just couldn't bear hurting that person. So it was extremely difficult decision to come to. So I, I do understand. But if that is a reason, then that is not a good enough reason. You should stay in a relationship if you love that person a bit. If you can't imagine your life without them, if they tick almost every one of your boxes, if they make you a better person, if they encourage you, if they grow with you, if they challenge you then that is your person. If you have this feeling that something's wrong deep down, then maybe that gut instinct is trying to tell you something. All right, moving on to my last little part here. I want to talk a little bit more about changing your mindset. As I mentioned earlier, there's a bit of a negative connotation around being single. I feel like it either goes one of two ways when you're single. You're either loving it, living your best life, partying, having the fucking sickest time, or B, you're gloomy, depressed, you just want to be in a relationship, you're over it, yada, yada, yada. You just need to be content with it. And let me tell you why. This is an amazing quote. I actually think I came up with this, but I don't know if it actually exists, but when I was typing up my notes for today's pod, I wrote this down and I was like, fuck, you know what? That sounds good. I might have to put that up on the gram. No positive outcome can be bred in a negative situation. 
So if you're sitting at home, feeling sorry for yourself, doing nothing, being a negative fucking Nancy, then you're not open to life's possibilities and you're not going to experience any of the great things that can come from having that time being single. You are never going to be happy if you're dwelling on the negative. So that is the number one thing to change. Change your mindset. Off the back of that, you need to do things that put energy into your life, things that bring you joy, things that fulfill you, that make you upbeat. Because when you fill your life with all these things, then you're not going to feel sit around feeling sorry for yourself. You're not going to feel unfulfilled like you need somebody else to fill that space. You fill that space. You rely on yourself. Once you do that, your life is going to be so abundant that you're going to think, I don't even feel like I'm missing anything. And that is where we want to get to because only then is it a blessing for both you and the person you meet in the future to come into your life. You are the catalyst of your own life, all right? So you decide everything that happens in your life from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. So in order to experience change and growth, you need to be open to new opportunities. You need to be positive. You need to change your mindset. Again, especially in your 20s, when you're going through so much change, you're still trying to figure out what you want to do with your life, who you are. Like, it's such a crucial time. Don't rush through it. Don't waste it in a relationship that isn't serving you. The next thing I want to touch on is why people end up, quote unquote, settling in a relationship. I don't love the term settling, but it's obviously the most commonly used expression. And, you know, it's just what we're going to go with. It's kind of saying that that person you're in a relationship with isn't good enough and you settled for them. Like they're okay. Like you've done them a favor. You settled for them. When I don't think it's that at all. That person is probably a great fucking person. They're just not your person. To me, settling is just when maybe you're on different pages with somebody. Maybe there's some incompatibilities in the relationship, in the kinds of people you are. Maybe you're growing and they're not growing with you. There's a whole number of reasons, but there's kind of this deep gut feeling that you suppress and you're not necessarily unhappy, but you're not thriving. You might be looking at other relationships and going, "Mm, why do I not feel like that? Or why is our relationship not like that? There's nothing major that's wrong. It's really hard to put your finger on it, but it's just a feeling. That to me is what settling is. Through all of my experience with all my past boyfriends, I now know exactly what I want and exactly what I need and exactly what I deserve in a relationship. And I'm not going to settle for anything less than that. So for me, for example, to kind of round it out for you guys, sexual chemistry is massive. You need to be attracted to that person. You know, you need to be drawn to them. Emotional chemistry, you need to be able to have deep conversations and challenge each other's opinions and thoughts because you're stuck with this person the rest of your life. So if you can't have good sex and deep conversations, then you're absolutely fucked. And the last thing for me is they need to be intellectually stimulating. So if I can't have a semi-intellectual conversation with somebody where they can argue and give point of view and we can kind of go into those deeper topics, as well as, of course, sarcastic banter. If you can't take the banter, then I absolutely do not fucking want it. Goodbye. But there needs to be both sides of the coin. So the question is, why do people end up settling in a relationship? I think when somebody has been single for a long time, they get to a point where they're over it. They're lonely. Perhaps they're getting a bit older and they're starting to stress, especially if they want family and to get married. Or maybe they're just somebody who loves being in a relationship. They jump from relationship to relationship because it's their security blanket. 
These are the kind of people who generally end up settling because when these people are thinking like this, their mindset is that they're going out into the world and every time they go to a bar or a club or maybe out with mutual friends or whatever, in the back of the mind, their intention is they're looking for somebody who they can date, who that can make their partner, who they can bring their family home to, blah, 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 blah. And because they're so fucking eager to find this person, they end up overlooking certain realities and they end up settling. So the best example that I can think of is fucking Narcissus Bryce on Married at First Sight, Melissa. She's been single technically for 12 years. She's so fucking desperate for love and she knows Bryce is aggressive. She knows that his behavior is not appropriate. She knows that he's a compulsive liar, but she's so over being single and she's so desperate to have someone that she just overlooks them or denies them when reality is staring her right in the face. This comes back to what I said before. You need to have a mental checklist in your mind of what you want out of a person. And if there is a red flag when you're dating somebody and you overlook it because you're so desperate to find a relationship, then that is fucking on you. Personally, I would rather be single for the rest of my life than date somebody who does not fulfill me. When you start dating someone, you need to take a moment to think. Does this person have everything that I am looking for in a person? Do they encompass all of the characteristics and values that I encompass? These are things that you need to ask yourself. If you can't say with absolute certainty, yes, then don't jump into a relationship. You are so much better off just waiting for the right person to come along and they will come along. Now, I'm not saying don't go on dating apps and look for it like that. That's fine. You can do that, but don't you know, jump with the first person that gives you attention or the first person that goes on a date with you and doesn't treat you like shit. Like the bar is set so low for men, it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying just to point out men, I fucking love men, don't get me wrong. But the bar of expectation from a man in a relationship is so fucking low. Like the woman is expected to cook dinner and clean and be at their beck and call and like blah, 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 blah. And then a man, it's like you go on a date and he's like, oh, I've never cheated in your life. And you're like, oh, like what? Oh my God, he's never cheated in his life. Wow, this man is fucking amazing. You're much better off thinking I'm a catch. And if someone comes into my life, then they are lucky to be in my life. What you want to do is look at it as in you're content by yourself. You're so secure in yourself and where you're at in life. And if somebody comes along and adds value to your life, then amazing. That is a bonus. That's bonus points in your life right there. But do you need them? Are they going to complete you? Fuck no. And if you have that mindset, then you need to seriously do some work on yourself. That's all I've got to say about that. Thank you all for joining me for episode six of License to Adult. DM me any topics you want me to speak about or any listener stories that I could pop into story time. I would fucking love that. Love to give my opinion because I'm an opinionator biatch. And obviously, please subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you could please leave me a quick five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, then that would be highly appreciated. On that note, guys, have a fabulous fucking Easter long weekend. How exciting. And I'll be back in your little bunny ears next Friday at 6 a.m. All right. Bye.